You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Good morning, Cathedral. Y'all looking sound good this morning? Y'all appreciate that worship right there? I had a couple people going like this, like, uh, come on, let's go. Sweat it up a little bit while you're worshiping. That's good. That's anointed sweat right there, right? Well, today is uh, Vision Sunday. Uh, Listen, church, we just got done and completed a season that we call in the the church 21 days of praying and fasting. And here's, absolutely, here's what happened during those 21 days is this, is Honestly, we're drawing close to God in those seasons. Um, we're, we're, we're pleading our case. We're seeking his guidance. And, and we're asking questions. And, and we're hearing from God things like, God, what do you have for us, Lord? What, what, what does this year look like? What do we want to have happen, uh, not only in our own personal lives, but a question that I've been asking, God, what's the vision of this house that you have for Cathedral 2024? Well, today is to talk about that. We've sought the Lord's face over 21 days. We feel like, as a team, we have come up with uh, really what we feel like the Lord is charging us uh, to go after and to be passionate about for this year. And so we're excited to be able to bring that here for you today. Now, before we get into the vision that God has for Cathedral, here's what I want to do. I want us to look into the Bible to answer a very important question that we need to understand, which is this, why vision? Like, why is vision such a big deal? We all hear everything rises and falls on this. Uh, If you don't have it, you will perish. Uh, And so what I want to do is I want to start off by turning our attention to a particular book in the Bible. This is Habakkuk. Uh, If you don't know exactly where that is, you can cheat off of your neighbor. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's on the second half of the Old Testament, okay? But don't flip too fast. It's only about four to five pages, okay? So go ahead and start trying to find that in your Bible or on your phone. But here's what I want to do as you're trying to find that in Scripture is this, is that vision is something that is extremely important, uh, and not in just one book of the Bible, but we see this theme all throughout Scripture. Let me give you a couple of them. The most popular and most noted one, you have it on your Facebook page at some point in your life, or you have it in your kitchen. It's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says this, that I have plans for you. I have a vision for you, God says. And this is a, a, a good thing. This isn't meant for a disaster in your life. Matter of fact, it's, it's meant to give you a future. It's meant to bring hope. This is what vision does in our life. Esther chapter 4, verse 14 tells us this, that he's communicating to Esther, but he's communicating to you and I in the same manner. He's saying, listen, you are made for such a time as this. You were made for 2024 right here in Charleston, South Carolina, just like Esther was back in the times of Israel. Psalms chapter 33, verse 11 says, but the Lord's plans, they stand forever. His intentions can never be shaken. And that reminds me of our theme verse throughout 2020, uh, 21 days, which is this, is that this is going to be a year. Let the things that need to go, let them shake off, but we will remain unshakable because of how close we are with God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says this. He says, listen, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were even a thought in your dad's mind. 
But he didn't stop there. He says, before you ever saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. Everybody say plans. Everybody say vision. He's got a vision. Okay, so now hopefully you have found Habakkuk. Let's see what it says in chapter 2, verse 2. He says, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end and it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not delay. Here's the beautiful thing about vision is that it gives you and I a picture of what could be in our lives. And that honestly is my prayer for you today, that today is not just a vision that you're hearing for the church, rather it becomes something that is personal for you on the inside. That this vision comes alive in your heart and quite possibly it even awakens part of you that has fallen asleep or been put on pause. There's periods of our life where because of the difficulty or because we didn't get the answer, we say, you know what, maybe this isn't the season, let me just push pause. Maybe God's ready to reawaken those things back in your life because here's the thing about vision. Vision, you have to live in this world of tension, this, the tension of where you are versus what could be. You see, the vision, it gets you excited, doesn't it? Vision gets you uh, passionate and gives you the desires uh, of, of a better life, of what that better life could be. But it's coupled with this frustration part of life, frustration of why is this taking so long? I thought I, I thought I heard you during the 21 days, and we get caught in this so much. We do all these prayers there for 21 days, and we expect on that 22nd day for him to answer every single one of them, right? Frustrations of, I thought it'd be, be better by now. Maybe it's this mental game. Of, I, I just thought I would feel different by now. It's the frustration, it's this tension because the vision, see the vision gets you fired up. It says, keep going, don't stop. Don't throw in the towel now, you're not done. I need you to rise up, take another step. You got this. This is exactly the tension that we see Habakkuk having. And so what I want you to do is I want you to turn back now to chapter one. Let's see some of the frustrations that he's dealing with, okay? Here it is, verse number one, or verse number two in chapter one. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all of this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction. I see violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. I'm not sure how your family got in this verse. It's in there. <laughs> the law has become paralyzed, and there's no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. Now, how did a verse that was written back in the 6th century B.C. look so much like 2024? Habakkuk, you and I, we're feeling this tension of what, where we are versus what could be. Now, at this point, Habakkuk is feeling way more of the frustration point, but the Lord says, hey, I'm not going to leave you there. Let's read verse number 5. It's the next verse. This is his reply. 
Look around at the nations. Look and be amazed. God's saying, I need you to open your eyes, for I am doing something in your own day. Something that, listen, if you even heard it, if somebody told you, you wouldn't believe it if somebody told you. Habakkuk, he's he's going back and forth with God. We see this in the rest of chapter 1. He's voicing all these frustrations. He's letting God know of everything that's wrong in the world as if he doesn't know it already. So now we fast forward. We're back to our original verse in chapter 2. The Lord answers him. He says, here's what I need you to do, Habakkuk. And I think this is a verse for us today. I need you to write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end and it will not lie. It seems slow, but wait for it because it will surely come. It will not delay. See, God God is saying, hey, I need you to write the vision down because the thing is, is you're used to the broken part of who you are. You're used to the frustrated. How many of you guys wake up too many mornings just frustrated with all the things that are in your world? Okay, we understand that part of us so well. God's saying, "I, I need to do something new inside of you. I need you to begin to see something different. And the what I need you to see is I need you to see the way that I see you. Because there's a life and a vision for your life that I have I so desperately want you to get. You see, the presence of a God-given vision, it gives us hope. The presence of a God-given vision, it brings change inside of our life. Habakkuk is communicating that this this vision, this God-given vision that he gives us, you see, it's got to be handled in a certain way. And even beyond that, it has certain principles If we're going to embrace the vision, let me give those to you really quickly. The vision must be, number one, written down. Written down. The vision must be, number two, make it clear. Make it as plain as possible. You don't want this confusing vision that it sounds very eloquent, but you have no idea what what God wants you to do. So we're writing it down, we're making it clear. The vision must be, number three, have motivation. It must cause action in our life, so much so that you can take it and run with it. It's that clear, it's that plain. Now, us as the vision catchers, we're the ones taking the vision and we're running with it. Verse number three gives us our steps, how we're to be in this process. Number one is you have to be patient. It says wait for it. Number two, it says there is an appointed time. You see, God has an appointed time for these things to come into our life. He knows the entirety of what 2024, he knows what needs to happen in January. He knows knows what happens in March. He needs to know what's happening this summer. He knows the appointed time that needs to happen in the fall and in the Christmas this year. He has an appointed time for you. Number three is often especially when you get done with these seasons of where we're seeking God so much, 21 days of chasing after God and what he has for our life, it can often feel delayed. It it, it seems like it's slow, scripture says, but he doesn't leave us there because number four is this, you can guarantee that the fulfillment of the vision that God has given you will be certain. It ends by saying it will be 
surely come. How many of you guys believe that? So today, here's what I want us to do. Let's take the advice of Habakkuk. Not only has this been a guide for us as we have developed today's service, but I want us to take what we've learned here today. Run the play in your life. Bring it into your family. This isn't just a vision for church and us sitting in these chairs. This is a church for us to internalize, to believe, to pray, to affect ourselves personally, to bring it into our family, to bring it into our workplace. It has so much greater magnitude than just hearing my voice here this morning. Now, to give you an example of this, what I want to do is I want to ask Pastor Meg and Luke to come up here. And what I want them to do, I want them to show how God has spoken a vision to them in this previous year, and then how it even played out into y'all's family. Great give job, us, Dave. Give us a story. Great Thank job. you, Davey. Uh, the way we kind of do it every year is we do a vision just like this. We fast, and then we come up with a vision, um, and I do a vision for myself, and she does one for herself, and then we kind of come together and decide what it's going to look like for our family. Um, and then we bring our girls in, and we do that, and we have it over dinner usually, and let them dream and think, and then we kind of see what's you know, what solidifies out of that conversation, what we feel like God's doing, and that's kind of how we do it. And doing a vision, if you've never done it before, it's, it's really simple. Put a few things down that you would like to see happen, that you feel like God's pushing you in, not that you're qualified for, not that you know how to do it. Don't worry about the how, just do it. And think about it in a sense of the way, I, reason, one of the big reasons I do a vision is because naturally if I don't, I'll drift. Think about being in a current. And there was a time when I was with God where I stuck poles in the ground, and he said, I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this. And when that current drags me away, I throw a rope back around those poles, and I say, God, where were you calling me? What were you doing? Pull me back into that kind of stuff. And then practically, tell Siri to remind you every month. <laughs> what were my visions? What, was I, what did you call me for? Amen. So. My pack is gone. There you go. Okay. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk as a church family about the vision that we feel like God's put in place for 2024. So we're really excited about today's service. But what we wanted to encourage you guys to do is to do what we're doing as a church family and your own family, like Luke just said. So go home and talk about it with your kids. Talk about it with your spouse. Talk about it with your friends. Put your vision out there because when you do that, then there's a reminder when the year goes on and things get tough and you hit trials and you hit tribulations, you go back to the vision and you say, no, 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 the vision was this and I won't get weary in walking out the vision. Um, for us in 2023, we've shared this story before, but we felt like it was the perfect reminder um, for families going into this year. Last year, at the beginning of 2023, on January 7th, we did our family vision goal dinner and we have... Um, we were at a restaurant, and we felt like, really prompted even by the girls, God has blessed us immensely with a sweet family unit. Um, and so what we, our vision was for 2023 was to take people who had not experienced family in that way and to pull them closer in so they could get a vision of the way that God intended for family to be. And so what we thought is opening up our home more for dinners, 
having people around, people that had not seen a healthy marriage and healthy mom and dad, just to pull them in and let God do whatever he wanted to do through our family. That was our vision for 2023 was to open our family up. We wrote it down. We made it public with each other. That was on January 7th. On January 16th, we got a phone call asking if we could take in a precious eight-month-old little girl the next day. That was not part of the vision. Literally, we thought we were going to have people over for dinner more. Um, so it came out of nowhere and we prayed about it and we were, and my girls, our girls were like, we just said our vision was to open up our family. And so what, what has made this year, so January 17th has been a year that we've had her and what's made it, it is difficult. It's difficult having an almost two year old in your forties. My energy is a lot less. It's difficult with teenagers that have basketball games every night till late. She doesn't like to sit in the bleachers for hours and watch. So it's, but there's a way that you can go back to the original vision. And so in those seasons, although we get weary and there has been difficult seasons, to go back to the vision as a family. And so the girls know this is why we're, this is what God called us to do. And so we encourage you to do what we're going to do today in church at your family. And then you will have very special moments that you look back and you go, wow, God gave me that vision. And now look at what he's doing. And for us, with her, we had one of those moments yesterday. We were riding on the golf court. And this was her. Here, you take a look at her. She's so happy. Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So do, do, do this. Write down and you go back and you celebrate what God's done at the end of 2024. So we're going to do that as a church today. We're really excited about what we have to share with you. And we wanted to start the top of the service with everything that we do is because we know that the next generation will be blessed by it. And that's the goal. And so we, we all sit in here and we enjoy what we do. We love what God's called us to do. But I think the bigger blessing is knowing that the next generation is getting biblical truth and having God hidden in their hearts. And so they have a song that they want to do for you. And so I think it's just sweet if we take a moment on Vision Sunday and we look at the next generation worship and what God's doing in their life. So will you give them a second? And then I wouldn't, they're not in here yet, but I would encourage you. They got really excited during nine o'clock when they stood and got into the song with them. So when you feel like the moment is right, if you will let them lead you in worship, it's one of the sweetest things you'll experience. So here's your next generation worshiping. Let's cry, one,
so Stefan, much fun. Stefan, doing everything that you do is more exciting because what God's doing in them is that's fun. That's a lot of life. All right, y'all ready for this? Ready. Let's do this. Are y'all ready? ready is the question. Are y'all ready? So, they don't even know what's about to come their way. They don't even know. Y'all even were so excited. Um, I get what? jacked up about vision. Me I too. About big things. And, and just so y'all know, it is. It will be information overload today. Yeah. It will yeah. be. It's going to be a lot of stuff we, coming When we you. looked at what cut, cut out, we just couldn't. We're like, all right, let's just give it to them. Mm -hmm. So it's about to go down. So we wanted to start. Can, can I just say this real quick? Yeah. Anybody mad that there's a lot of things that God's communicating? Yeah, no. No, we're excited about oh, that. Oh, okay. They got one guy right up <laughs> All attention, me and him. We got a lot of vision to accomplish, my man. Let's do it. Come on, y'all excited for God's vision for the house? Yes. Let's do this. Come on. Um, so, but what we wanted to start with before we got into vision was we wanted to tell them who we were because if you have joined the church in the last year and you weren't here for a specific Sunday or even maybe you're visiting or you've been here for a few months, it might be confusing. Yeah like who these people are, especially... Everybody thinks they go together. Mm -hmm. Yes, we don't go together. I'm not married to Meg. No. Okay. Um, we, go this we go together. And then just a little bit of why there's four of us. We get up and we'll say lead pastor. What does that mean and who are we? Yeah. So really quick leading into, if you've, if you've started coming um, recently and that hasn't been made clear, we want to explain that to you. So uh, Macy and I are sisters and... Nine o'clock, tried to guess who was older. <laughs> I, I did, wasn't going to loud you out this time, sister. And I got a little stink, and then it gave away that I was older, so <laughs> I'm the older sister. Um, and well, They don't seem shocked. <laughs> I just was saying if anybody wanted to guess. <laughs> Luke, you better be careful. You better be careful. The guy over there was like, of course. No, I was like. Um, Move quickly. Move quickly. See, that's okay, because you, you got me back for what I said when you were in Ishkak, even though you don't even know what I said. But, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't really. I kind of did. But when Dave brought his hydrogen water up here, I was like, we're getting closer to senior pastor. You're daggone right. <laughs> You're daggone right. Let's go. Um, okay, anyway, okay, so back to the story. Macy and I are sisters. Our dad is the founding pastor. He started Cathedral um, about 35 years ago, and he started it with six people, and Bob and Kay, who are actually sitting on that row right there, back row, Bob and Kay's living room with six people, and basically he was, um, loved Jesus, but had some church hurt, and was trying to create a place where broken people could come as they are, and find Jesus, and yeah. have their life changed, so that is, is how Cathedral was founded, um, Last year, he retired, and before that, there was a four-year transition period where he had transitioned the church to us, so it started with a certain percentage of speaking and responsibilities, and then each year, that increased until the year before. Really, if you had been coming that year before, you probably had only seen him a handful of times. Now, he is there still very much around. Um, they're grandparenting the, their grandkids and the church and, and loving where they are, so that left us all to take over, and we truly do it as a team of four. We all lead equally. We all have le equal um, authority. People wonder oftentimes how that is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people will say, "So who has so the really, final? Who's really in charge?" So really, so really, how does it work? We actually do like each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I do think it works great because we all have very different giftings, yes. and mm -hmm. I think everybody's very. Um, respectful of what you're passionate about, what yeah. I'm passionate about. Well, and, I, and so, and honestly, leading as a team is, is so much for us better than having one person. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of dreaming side by side, and it's been really sweet how God has done that. So we all four do that together. Um, and there's a management team and then a trustees board. So yeah. that's good to know as well. Yeah. Um, there, uh, Luke and I have been on um, – 
this year we will have been on staff for 19 years. And Dave actually uh, has been on staff since he was 14 years old. 14, cutting grass. 14, started cutting grass. Cut grass. Um, so there is a lot of, a lot of history He's drinking here. hydrogen water, so and, um, that must be long time, right? It's longevity. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. longevity. Um, so we say all that to say that's who we are. That's how much we love the place. There's, it is, it, we, it's our passion. We feel very called to it. So now here we are. It's been a year. And I think that we can celebrate. We have jokingly said we've officially been in charge for a year, and you're still here. So thank you. I mean, there are people still that, coming. There are people still coming. Amen. Um, that means a lot. Um, so we wanted to celebrate this year. We wanted to talk about this year. And what we wanted, the way that we wanted to do that is to give you the vision that God's given us. Um, but we wanted to celebrate 2023 first. And so the way I think oftentimes is when you want to have God-sized vision, yeah. like big vision and belief for things that are only possible with God, you have to look back and remember things that happened because only God did that. Yeah. So we want to talk really quick with you about um, the things that happened in 2023. I've got my notes all misplaced, but I'm going to get it together right now. Right there. Okay. First is growth track, which is our new members process. Somebody's coming and they want to get plugged in and they don't like, where do we start? Um, we had 96 people complete growth track in 2023, which is huge. Um, we had 174 people get baptized in 2023. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Yes, and you're allowed to cheer because these are all y'all's wins yes, as well. Yes, this, so this is Cathedral's wins, not our wins. This yeah. is us as a, as a family, our well, That wins. baptism, that's a, that's a big deal. It's because a huge not, deal. Not only is it salvations, but that's, that's people having that life change uh, and, and chasing that freedom that God only offers. There's nothing else in this world that we can chase after that gives the freedom that God gives. And there's 174 people that sit right next to you who've received that baptism, which is the exact step of what the Bible, that's a big deal. That's the size of its own church right there, yeah, right? It's a big deal, yeah, it's a really big deal. Um, the school and the preschool, which we consider as ministries up underneath the church, um, uh, those two, the Cathedral has a 401 that are enrolled um, last year, and that's up 5% from the previous year. And the academy, I mean, in the um, preschool has remained at 100%, and there's actually 111 people on the waiting list for um, the preschool. So and if you're thinking about having a baby, just go ahead and put your name on the list, okay? <laughs> Um, but and here's CA's what, max capacity. Pretty yes. Much. No, you yeah. all joke about that, but that is for real. Like this, we oh, had yeah. this girl and she was doing fertility and she was like, I'm going to go ahead and put this embryo on the waiting list. Cause I'm believing <laughs> that this baby's going to come fruition and we'll be at the preschool. That's amazing. Um, but that. what's fun about the preschool is there's, there's a lot of parents that drop their kids off at the preschool that do not go to the church. So it is a great ministry opportunity. We actually had two preschool parents and a preschool teacher get baptized this yes. year. Yes. Come on. So... That's, that's a huge outreach. I love um, that. We had 50 child dedications um, in 2023. So y'all are procreating, doing a good job of procreating and dedicating. Um, and then we had Easter Jams, which was a new event. One of our goals in 2023 was to outreach to the community some, some events that maybe if people wouldn't come to church, but they yep. would come here. And that was a huge success. We're doing that again. Um, over 300 and something people here on campus doing Easter Jam. Yeah, I feel like y'all did a great job inviting people. The amount of new families that had never been on this campus so and only came for a fun Easter Jam, it was, it was, it was incredible. Like, it was incredible. Y'all did a great job inviting. And the same thing with Christmas and Easter. Um, our goal at Christmas and Easter is to create an event 
where people will bring someone and they will bring someone that wouldn't normally come and we present service in a way that makes it really digestible and they get they get Jesus and at, at Christmas this year, we had three times our average attendance on Christmas Eve service. Between Christmas and Easter, we had almost 8,000 people on this campus. So yeah. that's okay. you guys. Yeah. yeah, so that's huge. Yeah. Um, we've got 370 kids that went to Vacation Bible School, which is huge, huge. Um, Y'all, we started a the college. Our young adults started a ministry on their own. They... Um, they came and they wanted to start it, and we were like, well, right now we are, we are getting a handle on everything that we have, so we will oversee you starting it, but we can't personally start it. So our young adults started a young adults ministry, and they are already running 50 to 60 people in the young adults ministry. So that ministry is called See Ya. Um, so if you're involved, you want to get involved with that, check that out online because that's a great opportunity. Uh, Forward, we took 100 and I think 20 kids to Forward, which is our youth conference in the summer last year. And um, life-changing event. And we've got a goal to take 200 Come on. this year. And we already have 80 registered. So mm. that's a big win um, for Forward. Here's something that is incredible. If you're online watching, there really is a, a whole online church, essentially. If you look at the average number of churches, Dave, you made the comment um, in first service that churches are having a hard time keeping their doors yeah. open in this society. Church is not something that people are valuing. And online alone on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, um, now this is not go back and view. This is like watching with us. There's an average of 169 users that watch. So y'all say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Um, a formation project, a bit, about halfway through the year, we started. We throw those numbers around, but the last time we looked, the average church size was 50 people in America. Yeah. yeah. So think about it like that. It's a big deal. Well, and just the fact of it, like Mike said, we're in a generation that there's more doors of churches closing than there are people starting churches. So in a society that churches are closing down doors, we're growing. And that, that's not because of something special we're doing. That's because you guys are ministering to the people that are in your life and you're filling these seats. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love what God's doing. Yep. Halfway through the year last year, we were introduced to an organization here um, and it's called Formation Project, and they are do sex trafficking rescue. And the way that they do that is they go into these hotels where the girls are kept, and the girls, they're, they will provide them with a hygiene bag. And so a lot of the girls don't have basic hygiene needs, and so they will give them a bag that has soap, shampoo, feminine products, those kind of things, and a card. And they will give that to them, and that way it's a relationship of if you need anything, I'm someone that is safe. So we started partnering with them. What's interesting is the majority of the hotels that they work for or they work with are actually right here on Ashley Phosphate. And so we have, um, since starting to partner with them through halfway through this year, we have um, provided with, you have provided them with 90 hygiene bags that have been given out to 90 different girls that are in sex trafficking right here in your community. So it's a really big deal. And the reason they... <clears throat> We've made contact with them is because one of the things they do is they give them these hygiene bags and they want to get them in church and they want to know who ran the church because yeah. a lot of them have been coming to this service to get ministered to. And she, she said that so many of them that had gotten plugged in here had successfully 
walked away from it. And what we liked about the formation project when we met with them was everybody that was running the organization were prior victims to sex trafficking. So they are passionately going after it. So that's been fun to be a part of that. Um, here at Cathedral, just on our Sunday morning attendance, like our overall attendance in 2023 has grown 17% this past year, which is huge. Again, like Dave said, that's you. I mean, like people are walking away from church daily. It's not a priority in this day and age. And so the fact that that's happening is such an incredible move of God mm -hmm. and, and such an honor to be a part of. Um, from our community's farmer, which is what we open to feed people um, on Saturdays, our, our community farmers market and Thanksgiving dinners. In 2023, we fed 30,000 people. 30,000 people were able to be fed in 2023. So that's a huge number. Yep. So those those are our well, big well, wins. Before we move on to, yes. to 2024, yes. I, you know, I like to celebrate. And I just feel like we need to celebrate because all of this is huge. And it could not have happened without you guys. I mean, last year I remember talking about Vision Sunday and just saying our goal is how do we be God's hands and feet? And, and y'all did that. Like, y'all took home the boxes and filled the Thanksgiving stuff up. Y'all were here volunteering early. Um, for all the different things, the, from the sound crew to the video guys to the, just check-in. Like, y'all have y'all have done it. So, so can we just take two seconds and, like, give everybody a huge round of applause yes. for just getting in the game. So good. That's so true. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you guys about what we feel like the focus is that God's kind of put on our heart for 2024, and we've got some really exciting announcements. So um, one, of the, one of our focuses is prayer and worship. So Dave, talk to us about what prayer and worship looks like in 2024. Yeah, so again, six years ago, pr prayer has always been a part of the culture of this house. Uh, six years ago, we wanted to take that to the next level, and we started what we call the 21 Days of Prayer. You guys just experienced it, just went through it. Uh, and here's the amazing thing. One of the prayers that we always have with this, God, would you just put it on our hearts for more people to participate? Because there's one communication method that God gave us before he left this earth. It's called prayer, and it's the only thing that actually changes things in our life. And the more people that we can get participating, we know that your life will be changed dramatically. And so it, it is honestly just blows me away every single year of seeing how many more people participate. This past year was the most participation uh, that we have had in any year so far, and it's just growing every single year. One of the things that we added this year was, how do we take this thing to the next level? Uh, we added for three weeks on Wednesday evening, we added a prayer and worship night. Did y'all enjoy those? Yes. Absolutely. Actually, half of you guys, half of our church would show up um, at those worship nights, and we just really feel God is just doing such a huge move in your lives, and the reason that that, that happens is because you're chasing after him. It's a simple principle, and it's a simple promise. The more you chase him, the more he comes alive in your life. It's what the Bible tells us. And so what we want to do is we don't want that momentum to die down. And so to keep that whole thing rolling, to keep you chasing after every single one of us, after being in the presence, enhancing our prayer lives, every single Wednesday, every first Wednesday of the month, we are going to have worship and prayer night. All right? Yes. Yes. So y'all get ready for that. Put it on your calendar. 
Uh, if you participate in a, a prayer on the mornings, that Wednesday morning, just like we did 21 Days, we won't have the, the Wednesday morning prayer, but we will have the Wednesday night worship and prayer service, okay? Does that make sense? So just, just to be clear, Wednesday is worship, yeah. prayer and worship. The first Wednesday is on Wednesday night. Exactly. Every other Wednesday of the month will be the same morning, 6.30 yeah. prayer. And, and the reason why is we want to keep the volunteers that we have. And so uh, to ask them to start off at 6 in the morning and to end with us at 9 o'clock at night, that's a pretty big ask. Uh, and so we'll just cancel that particular part and have that worship night. And uh, let, let me compare something to you. When you. Nationally, when a church does a worship night or a ministry night, 5 to 10% show up of their church. 50% of our church is showing up to our worship nights. So what that tells us is how hungry you guys are. You're not here to check a box that you're a Christian. You're here to actively yeah. impact the kingdom. So good. Come community. on. And let me encourage you, too. If you can't get here on Wednesday mornings that are the prayer mornings, you can't get, like, kids and work and life, you know, you can watch that live. Yeah. So literally every Wednesday morning, there's just a way that we on. all can. Put it on your TV. It's on YouTube. And it's just so sweet to watch. Yeah. We're praying it in here. There's cards. You can type in a prayer request. It's like almost it brings us together as a family every Wednesday and just like a rehuddle. Like, I needed that. I mm -hmm. got that halfway through your week. And we have a whole group of people just praying that getting ready for school is easier. Yeah, yeah. So you'll feel that yeah. in your homes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so another so prayer and worship is, and that was exciting because everybody kept asking oh, at worship night, we need to keep doing this. And I was the like, the amount of texts I kept getting, do we, we need to keep, we should doing, keep doing this. this? Are we going to keep doing this? It's Are we going to so keep doing fun. this? Um, so then the other thing is relationships and discipleship. And um, one of the ways that, that we're going to focus on that is we're really going to push small groups. And we've got um, a church-wide small group that we're going to talk about in a little while that we're all going to do. So we're pushing small groups because it's the way that you make this big feel small. You need someone in your life that knows what's going on, someone that can be praying for you, someone that can hold you accountable, someone that can love on you, someone that when like you're not doing good they can say you seem off are you okay and so out front this Sunday is a small groups fair and also when you walked in you got this handout if you're looking for that if you're looking for a group of people to connect and to belong that is the best opportunity there are guys groups there are girls groups there are couples groups there are teen groups there are so many ways for you to get plugged in there is no reason do not sit in here and feel lonely or isolated or like Absolutely. you're by yourself because you're not there's somebody that would love to connect with you and so if that's something that even you feel is out of your comfort zone please go talk to our small yeah. group team because they would love to help you encourage you find the right place to yeah. get plugged into that's a huge focus for us this year yeah and the big thing with that guys again just biblically speaking because that's the thing that we charge after all the time when you're in here, you know, we, who do we receive forgiveness from? God, that's it. He's the, he's the one that forgives us. Jesus died on our cross. Now, the Bible is also very clear about where do we get freedom from? From comes from the confession of one to another. And that's the power when you tap into these groups. We're all doing groups. You have people that you do life with. Uh, and so that confession of one to another is such a big deal uh, and that we're seeing so much freedom happen. The more people so participate into it, there is. There's so much healing with there it. There is so much healing. Yep. So um, 
And then also for our ladies' ministry, we're going to start doing some ladies' events. We need to talk about some things without y'all mm, in the room. Praise <laughs> good Lord. And so we got, <laughs> so we'll be talking about that. We are going to do, we would like to do something in the spring is when we'll start doing those. So those, that date will be coming out soon. And then our guys will start kicking off something for their men's ministry mm -hmm. in the fall. I feel like it's odd that it coincides with hunting and football season that we're going we to kick kill it off stuff. That's in the fall. How it is. Um, we need to kill some stuff physically and spiritually. There you go. It's, there's a connection. There you go. Yeah. So, um, um, so we're really excited about those and focusing on, as a whole, the church health, but yes. also focusing on women's specific needs and men's specific needs, because yeah. they are quite different. Um, all right, so then what about, talk, let's talk about missions. Missions, yes. Missions, this is something Anybody that excited about missions I'm this right. year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start globally. Uh, the, and the way we, we have a team that we've assimilated that, that is awesome, they're incredible, um, and they've helped us build all this this year. Um, but the way we've kind of built this is we'll have vision trips and then we'll have mission trips. The vision trips are, are the leadership who goes and makes sure the connections and the trips are safe and everything like that. And then once we do, we will have mission trips where we send you guys and say, hey, this is a right place for ministry. It's safe. We're going to go do this. Um, but we just got back from our first vision trip uh, for, to Shkalak, Mexico. Um, it was me and Dave and two other guys, Ben Rader, your see kids, and Risha, her husband, David. And we went, and it was really, really, really cool. Um, started off rocky. Uh, the problem with Ishkalak is it's accessibility. So when you, you fly into Cancun and you got to drive five hours to get there, those last three hours are completely remote through a jungle, and the only thing you see is jaguar crossing signs. Um, and so they legit... We, where we have deer crossing, they have jaguar crossing. Mm -hmm. uh, like, Y'all did, they definitely did not tell us how remote. Like, they just dropped the word that it's like remote. But then when you, when I saw pictures and they really got to talking, it's like remote, remote. Like, don't even have electricity at all. I worried about a lot of things with them going. I didn't even know I should worry about jaguars. That wasn't even that, on, my, yeah, that was wasn't on the radar. We didn't know it either until we saw the crossings. Yeah. 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 Um, but there was no cell phone reception. Our car broke down. Uh, the first night, yes, in the middle of the jungle, at night, at halfway night. in the most remotest part—is uh, that a word? Remotest uh, of the entire jungle and, and area. Well, you want to go ahead and confess what y'all's first thing is that y'all all decided, well, and you made a pack in the car about? Yeah, we just got done hearing why vision is important. He said, "Write it down, and make it clear." Okay, so we broke down, right? We broke down. And the first thing everybody decides is what? Do not tell your spouse until we're back. The girls cannot hear about this. Clear, As soon as the kids go to bed direction. that night, Dave's like, so, and I was like, okay, here comes the real story. Yeah. And this is when this story came out. Exactly. Full bro code right there. We, yeah. we knew what needed to be. And gummy out. worms. I did bring out gummy worms, too. Yeah, that was, we had to eat. You had to get sustenance. Yeah. So, yep. Anyways, the, a family showed up, and this guy tied his little Corolla to our car with pine straw bale string. It was and super we were natural. I'm like, this is. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know how he pulled it, but he did for like 20 miles at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, it was incredible. And we were eight feet behind him. And yeah, we got video evidence of it. We'll show it to you at some point. Yeah, it's we'll do a big incredible. video recap of this. But uh, we ended up getting there and realizing that the church, it was kind of, we were making connections and we're talking to everybody, trying to get a lay of the land. We were getting really excited about all the ministry opportunities. There's no medical there, there's no law enforcement there. A church just started a year ago. Uh, they really are kind of a forgotten society, even from Mexico. Yeah. And so it's a little village of 400 people, and they are the nicest, sweetest people ever. Uh, not, say, not unsafe at all, but they're a fishing community. 
and there's no church impact really. So the men, there is a church that the women and children go to, but the men ha have nothing to do with it. The men are all involved in fishing. And so what we, our plan was to go meet the pastor and kind of get in and kind of see what we could do there. We could not meet the pastor. Uh, we chased him all over town trying to find his house. We went to a bunch of houses. Come to well, almost got killed by a, a pit bull at one of them. Um, but it was a pit bull we, mastiff combination. It was a massive dog. So we were super excited about it. should have brought him home. Oh, jeez. Huh? Should have brought the dog home. Yeah. <laughs> you need one more. So we were super excited about our trip in there, but we hadn't made that one connection that kind of yeah. opens us up to everything. We needed an influential person in the community. Um, and at 9 o'clock the night before we left, we didn't have a car at that time to get back to the airport. We didn't was, know that they didn't have they a way didn't, to get back yeah. to the This guy, who's in charge of all the fishing guides, his name's Toby, shows up, sits down at dinner with us. He brings us his car, or brings us a car to take back, which was saving grace in itself. Yeah. And then he unveils... He shows up from... Shows up from hospital. He, he had he'd been in the ER for two He was days. supposed to be kind of like our guide of yeah. like, at least to show us the village and all that kind of different stuff. And But he just went MIA. Because that was their only us. contact. That was yeah. their only contact here. And then they get there and he's like MIA. Come to the find out, trip. he's got the stomach issue that he's got to go to an ER over four hours away and shows up in the ninth hour and continue on. Brings us a car and then unveils all the stuff that he's doing in that community. Um, and so here we are at 11 o'clock at night. He takes us to the church and shows us the church. He takes us all around the community and shows us all these things. He takes us to a vision center that he has that he's building with his own money because the people of Shkalak only have one way out, and that's drugs, to get involved with the cartel uh, groups. And so he's trying to train these go. kids. Yeah, you can see it right here. This is it. We had no light. They have no power. Um, and one awesome thing is we blessed them with the money to get power right before we left, which was really, really yeah. cool. And he's actually already sent his pictures back. He's installing it right now as we speak, and he's so excited to be able to give us pictures of, of actually having kids in there. Yeah, so they, they've got these dreams and visions. They've got a children's building that the church is trying to build, but that's it right there. Um, and it, it's just really, really, really cool stuff. So we're excited about Shkalak because there's a lot of stuff. Now, we're probably going to need a couple more small trips to get things ready because it is starting from zero. That's him to build. and his wife. Yeah, that's Toby and his wife right there. Yeah, and this was a neat, really, when we were sitting there talking, you, you get to hear the heart of somebody, and uh, we, we were praying desperately, God, we know that you have someone who's influential in this community, because we can't just come in and do, we don't want to be that, we want to partner with somebody, because um, that's where you've called them to, and he begins to tell us these stories of how he's making his own personal impact using his own money, which is not much, uh, any kind of extra money that he gets, if he gets a small bonus, he's putting into different programs of how can I get these kids to not desire to be a drug dealer? How can I get them to desire to not to be a Sicario? Because it's the only vision that they see coming out. And so he's doing things like this, and he's got tears in his eyes because he's, he's like, if I can just get an impact with these kids, if I can get influence with these kids, maybe I can get them another way out than what they see as the only possibility. Yeah, which is neat because he, the vision center that he's trying to create is a place that kids can come. They have no desire to learn. Mm -hmm. And so he said, what if I had a place where I brought men in and they were businessmen of different trades and they told them about different things and they taught them about different things. And, and so he had the vision, just doesn't, doesn't have all of their resources and the support. So it really was a God 
a God thing. Yeah, looking forward to exploring that. Yeah, well, and I was going to say, I think, too, it's good for y'all to understand is our vision is to find a place, which we're still praying to figure out, is this the spot? But we just want there to be, like, a relationship. You know how we all do life together here? That's what we want just a lot farther away. Um, So that our CA kids, that our teachers can help work with their teachers, that we can have our kids go over there. We can all go over there and help. And it be like an ongoing relationship back and forth between Cathedral and them. So this is a little bit different of a situation than some of the other mission trips we're going to go on. Yeah, and usually you're trying to partner with somebody who's already doing work there. And so it's a little bit easier to make an impact quick. This one's from ground zero. It's going to need construction, medical, pastoral, ministry, financial, everything, uh, business stuff. So really, really exciting stuff. But that was a vision trip. Uh, but what we want to unveil today is some, you got a handout, is that these are mission trips that we're going on this year. Uh, and the registration is open as of today. Um, there's two of them here on the front, Guatemala, which is a medical missions trip, and then Ethiopia, which is just an educational uh, reaching an un- unreached people group. They don't know about Jesus. They don't know anything about that. And there's a school and building there that, in Ethiopia that we're partnered with. Uh, and then in October, there's, we're going to do a family mission trip. And the group we're talking, we don't have it nailed down dates yet, but the idea there is that we're going to take families. So us and our girls are going to probably try to go on one of these. And as a family, missions becomes a big deal. Global, globally, what's happening becomes a big deal. Uh, And it's not just something they go on with their youth group or their friend group or whatever, but it's the group that they go on together with your family. Um, And one of the ideas there, I'll just give you a little hint, it's called Homes for Hope. You build a house in two days. It takes about $10,000. So like like several families could go together. Could go together. And for $10,000, you build a home in two days for these people. And the family helps you. And the family helps you build it. And at the end of it, you take a few hundred more dollars, and you go to the Walmart or whatever superstore they got there, and you furnish it with all their food and everything like that. It only takes a couple hundred bucks. And so you leave them with a fully done house in two days over the weekend, which is really, really fun. Pray that trip solidifies, uh, because I think that's really, really fun. Also... And you guys can clap. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and here's the big deal. We're, we're going to get into this, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great to strengthen ourselves here. Okay, we just got done with 21 days. We've mentioned that a couple times. And that's a time period where we're growing ourselves personally. But there also is a season that the Bible calls us, you got to get out the driveway. Okay, and so this is what he's got. The, the word in scripture is that, yes, you're strengthening your stakes, but at the same time that you're strengthening your stakes, you're lengthening your cords. And so we're just believing that, that, that he's giving us different areas around the world where this community that we know is cathedral that we honestly take advantage of, but how can we have the overflow blessings that God gives us spill over into certain communities throughout this world? That's what we're chasing after, and we know we're sitting with groups of people here with incredible gifts, incredible talents, um, and who desperately care to carry that message to some people all over this world, and so that's what we're really chasing after. So that's global. If we switch back over to local, what are we doing local? Local, we're doing Water Missions International. We we love that organization. We're partnered with them. We gave them over $10,000 this year, uh, which was incredible. We got the walk coming up. We've got the formation project, which is the sex trafficking stuff, another incredible organization. But one we're really, really passionate about is we are opening up this week the Cathedral Impact Center, which I know that, yeah, give it a hand. The vision for this is that when people fall in hard times, they need help. 
And this place will give them food, it will give them clothes, it will give them furniture, it will help them with their resumes and getting jobs, and really just reaching out to those who need help in our community. Mm -hmm. So here's a little video of a sneak peek of what it looks like. Hey guys, I'm right down the road from the church and we are looking um, at the Impact Center. If you take a look above me, there's a sign that we're opening in February. We just wanted to give you a peek at what all is going on in the Impact Center. When you walk in the front door, this is where everybody will check in and then keep coming through. We've got a waiting room area. Um, we've got another registration area. There's a hey today. What's going on guys? Um, over here is really fun because this is gonna be where we'll have the clothes donations. So you can donate clothes. People can come pick out clothes in their size. And then this room is the life resource room that will be able to help them find jobs, apply for other things that they need in that room. Here in the back is the room that they'll actually have the food all lined up. They'll be able to get a grocery cart. Y'all say hi. Hey, hey, hey. Here's Macy. Say hi, guys. Say hi, Jay. Well, hello. Um, so this is where food. They'll be able to get a shopping cart and then head to the back, which is where we'll be able to give them furniture. My phone died. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like y'all had to see it. Like, we're so excited about the fact that everybody in our community Anybody that is in need, somebody can say, you can go to cathedral and they will help you. You can yeah. go to cathedral and they, you need clothes. You can go to cathedral and they will help you. You need to help figure out how to get a GED. You can go to cathedral and they will help you. And so that for us is, I feel like it's just been such a dream. And it started with a bread basket. It started something so small. And to watch what God has built over there is just, it's really, really exciting. And I think it's been neat for us. Yeah. I think um, this week, of, you know, it's like crunch time over there at the Impact Center. So we were sitting the boys down and telling them about the Impact Center and what it is and how, so I got them to, go, there's not a lot of toys. So I got them to go through and we cleaned out the playroom and we were able to, all the boys, take their toys over there for the kids. And I just think it's really neat and we're all going to need your guys' help to just be mindful of when you're getting rid of stuff and you're going through, you know, you just go through your closet, bag it up and drop it off at the Impact Center. And that is going to be a huge outreach that we as a congregation can just continually be a part of. Well, and I think if you're looking for a place to volunteer and yeah. help, it's a great place to get and be the hands and feet of Jesus and get to be um, with yeah. people. Debbie hints that building did not look like that when we signed the lease. <laughs> Uh, Debbie and Henson. Goal? How long do you want to be there? T tell them. Well, I'm about to. The <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Henson and her team and the, our facilities team have done an incredible job. But we want you to partner with this because we're not planning on staying in that building for more than a year. That building is not big enough for the impact that we want to have. Yeah. Amen. That's to get it started. We want you to partner that we want that thing to be 10 times that size. Yeah. It's so good. good. Um, that, I'm really excited. I really, and I really, and it's right there. You know, when you're driving down Ashley Phosphate, it's literally right there. You, you can see the signs sign. up, so you can see. you can see the sign. Yes, and what I love is, I was talking to someone, and, and they were talking about how so many food banks offer canned foods. And what I love about the bread basket or about the Impact Center is that it offers lots of food, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh bread, meat. meat. So it's a it's a big deal for for families. Yeah. Okay. So we got to wrap. We got we got to hurry because we got a few more. We got really, really exciting, exciting things, things. and we got to wrap. Okay. I want to tell you the next through Easter what, what some of the topics we're going to be covering on the weekends. Next week, Luke and I are going to kick off um, a relationship series. It's 
Valentine's, so it feels like that's what you need to do. Um, and so, but it's all relationships. But it's all, yeah, but it's, it's going to be way more than just couples. It's going to be how do you relate? So helping you in all of your relationships, communication, problem solving. We're really excited about that. And then February, Dave's got some Ephesians. In March, I'm going to do March. Ephesians. There we go. We're going to relate in February. We're going to go to Ephesians. And here's the question that I really ask myself. It, we've, we're off to an incredible start in 2024, but what's next? What does God have for us? We're, when you look at the book of Ephesians, some theologians say it's the most packed-filled Bible or one of the books of the Bible that there are in the New Testament. It's only six chapters. Uh, another theologian that I love describes Ephesians this way, that there's more revealed God-intimate secrets in the book of Ephesians, and all of it talks to where do we go from here? What's the power of the church supposed to be on this world stage? So we're going to talk about that and explore that in March. And we've got Easter. We're going to do the life of Christ in a dramatic yes. way. We're going to refresh and renew really fun theatrical. Not just life. the resurrection, the Not life the of life Jesus. The life of Jesus. And Come then on. afterwards, we've got a church-wide um, small group campaign Yeah, series. we're really excited about this. This is Every once in a while, we do uh, church-wide campaigns. And so this is going to be a series. It's a freedom series. And we actually did a test pilot program last year of this. And it exceeded every expectation. So not only are we bringing it a series, but we're, we're going to have it as groups where the whole church can participate. Uh, and just the effects and the stories that we've heard from people who participated in that pilot study, but also I've had the opportunity to talk to some other family members who had somebody go through it. And in, in the amount that it's changing their family units. Yeah. It is so incredible, and that's what I'm most excited about because I can't wait for you guys to have that in your own life and in your family. So we'll have well, that after Well, and it's been really Easter. exciting because so many people that have gone through the test pilot said, I knew nothing about the Bible. Yeah. I knew nothing, and it was the great starting point to also people that are on staff here that it changed their life. So it yep. really meets everybody. It's a fabulous program um, that we're excited about. All right, we got two really, really – the last two things in this service are really exciting. And so – I'm going to cry, so I need you to go ahead. Uh, we really feel like um, that God wants us to be a light on a hill in this community. And it's going to take some things, some big, crazy dreams to make that happen. And when you're working on your own vision, you need to have things on there that are scary. That yes. looks like there's no way possible for them to happen. You don't have the money. You don't have the resources. You don't have the how-to. You don't have the know-how. All these things, but God's called you to put them on your yes. list. He's called you to put them in front of you because he knows you need him to make it happen. And there's two of those for us. We feel like our ch children's ministry should be the most dynamic children's ministry in the world. And when you guys bring your kids, we want you to be proud of it. So the first big goal we have is to totally renovate our children's program. So take a look at what some of the facilities could look like. Right now, you know we have children's up in the upstairs area where you normally drop your kids off. That's what this area is right here. Totally redesigned and all new. When you go up the steps behind us, it's the room to your left. This is the new version of that. Yes. And I love the booth because I love our kids having small groups and places yes. that they can sit around and start doing life together. So that's redoing the existing room. Now you'll notice it'll go to another room 
And the next room that it's getting ready to highlight is our chapel right now. Most of you know what the chapel looks like, but we believe that the Lord wants to expand the doors on the children's ministry. So we're going to overtake the chapel for the children's ministry, which would give us almost four times the capacity for children that we currently have. And the way we're going to connect those is through a slide and staircase, uh, and you'll see that right here. So this is the current chapel now. This is what the current chapel will See those slides go up to the upstairs where it currently is. So part of our vision is the upstairs is first through third. What you're seeing now is fourth through six, but there's, there's power when we come together and we worship together. So there's gonna be a moment where we open those doors at the very top left there to where first through third can slide down into this room where all of our children will be able to worship together on the weekends. I love that because then the young kids can see the older kids yep. worship. Yep. And if that doesn't make you happy, this should really help on the lines on pickup time. Yes. <laughs> We've been designing with that in mind to make it even more efficient. It's yes. something that we always chase after. Yes. But that's always going to be a problem I, I, I hope we always have, that it, our lines always, no matter how many times we can figure out how to shorten the time period for you guys to pick up your kids, I hope the week following after that it takes longer for you to get your kids. Because that means that there's more people coming into this place and family units are being changed. The biggest demographic that's growing right now is young families, and I pray to God that, that never stops. Yep, yep. So this is exciting. That's yeah. really exciting. Yep, yep. So the second thing is, is that we hear a lot that people drive down Ashley Phosphate and they don't even know we're here. Yeah. Uh, and we think a lot of that is having to do with those trees out there and how far off the road it is. Go ahead and put the slide of an aerial shot of our campus. You don't yeah, mind? The, the While current he's campus. Um, one thing we're believing for this year is we would like to get rid of those trees. Now, all this takes money. Uh, of course, we know that. You've got to get rid of those trees. What that will do for us is it will offer a ton more parking for everybody as we keep growing. You get that. Yeah. <laughs> And our landscape crowd is really happy about that. <laughs> Offer tons more parking. It'll give us a little fountain idea up there and way more exposure. But when you open all that up, we really think the building needs an upgrade mm -hmm. and a whole renovation itself. So this is what we hope. This, this is our God size. This say, is the impossible. Super God people, We're all going to bleed for it. Okay? A lot of people would say, no, no, no. You, from a business standpoint, you can't share until you've got the path figured out, until you've got like, when it's going to happen. Ooh, come on, man. Yes. Yes. So hey, and what's fun is that cross to the base of that cross is 60 feet high, and then it lights up. So literally, you can see that. Like Now nobody will wonder, is that a church? What, yeah. are, what is back yeah. there? There'll be no doubting now. Yes. And tons but, of windows, tons of uh, so more light So this is the cafe created. right here. An awning on rainy days. Yes. So how many are you there? excited that you can get dropped off under the awning? Man. <laughs> Man. Yes. So the goal, if you look right to the cafe, so the goal with that will be doors that come up. So on nice days, we can open it up and have seating inside and out. Yep. 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 And we're working with these same designers right now to do the current foyer and re-overhaul all see, that. So. That is the current building. So it's just a front on the front of the building. Does so, that make and sense? And part of our goal when we were talking with these architects is, is twofold. One is we got to open this thing up because we have 70,000 cars that drive by, but they don't know that we're here. Y'all do, we do, but it's a shocking that we've discovered how many people didn't know that we existed. The other part of it is when people did show up, 
the number one response that we get from people, I had no idea how much life was happening on the inside of that building. Yeah. So this is our best attempt to bring the joy and the life that's on the inside of this building now to the exterior, that our exterior looks a little bit more like us, like we do on the inside. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things we're excited about that is, is we got some homework. Yes, yeah. we got some homework. So we are, that's our big scary goals. We want you guys to think about this week, what are yours? Um, and next week when you come in, you'll see on this one of these walls out here, we're going to have our dream wall, which is our two big, huge dreams here. And we're going to have them visual because now we've made you all accountable to us. We've got to do this together. But we want you to bring the things that you and your family or your business are all believing for. And we want you to write them on the wall. So all together, we're going after what God's calling us to go after. Yeah. Yeah. And so that way... That way, when we walk out and you see on there, someone's believing for their business to triple. Someone's believing for that they're going to get pregnant this year. Someone's believing for someone to come to the Lord. Like all of that, we can walk out there and that we all pray over that wall. That is us as a family. We're having our family vision for 2024. It's for God to do big things. Um, So we've got one last thing. And actually, I'm going to tell you that this is the most exciting thing we will do this whole service. Um, and so before we do that, we want to take a minute and I was supposed to do this at the beginning of service. I was supposed to pray for offering and I did it. And I felt like right now, um, I just want to tell you guys from, uh, from us leading and stepping into this year, you guys being along with us and the fact that when we sit down with our family and we talk about our goals, it's such a vulnerable place and that you guys make that such a safe place and that you're bought into what God's doing. I don't think that we could have handpicked a better congregation to partner with us spiritually, financially, um, dream wise ministry, you guys get in there and you do it. Like I know that you would be here at six o'clock in the morning. If there were people that wanted to open the doors and worship every morning, like your heart for your community is it's impressive. And so thank you guys. And we, we consider it the fact that this is where you call home, um, an honor. And so can we just I'm going to let you pray because I'm going to cry again. Um, but as we do that, t- just take a moment and do the offering and yeah, pray over that. Absolutely. If you have anything that represents your finances, just get it out. Maybe it's your wallet. For me, it's my phone. But let me just pray over you guys. Good Lord, just thank you for this opportunity where we can partner with you to enhance your kingdom. Yeah. Uh, the vision that you have laid on our hearts, Lord, is to make heaven crowded. Yeah. You've given all of us so many gifts and so many talents. And Father, I just ask that we can use those for the one purpose that we're all put on this earth to do, which is to to tell people about who you are and how much you desperately care for them. And Father, maybe, just maybe, you'll give us an opportunity to get someone to take one more step closer to you. So Father, I ask that this year be a year of overflow for this community, for this church. But Father, not just so we can add more things to our house or to our lives, but Father, we have so much overflow that we can bless Charleston, South Carolina. That because Cathedral is here, we can say definitively and without a doubt, your blessings have gone over into this community. And at the end of the year, we can say we were a part of making heaven crowded. So Father, would you bless them now in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so that, that's our slogan for the year, Dave. Yeah, go on. So Come our on. slogan, you're going to see it. You're going to hear us saying that a lot. Our goal is to make heaven crowded. Like, we want to make every people. Luke's got it. You want to show him, babe? You want to show him? Look, you got to put your arms out. Um, 
that's our goal for 2024 is to make heaven crowded. So here's what we're going to do. Last thing um, we want to do as you guys leave. Thank you guys for listening and for, for doing this. Um, some of you have a candle. And if you, if you have, not everybody has a candle, so don't worry if you don't have a candle. But so if you have a candle, if you'll hold it up, and they're going to go ahead and start lighting those candles. I just want you to take a minute because this is about to blow your mind when you see what's about to happen. Will you begin to just lower the lights? And you, if you're in the balcony or you're beside someone who has the candle and it's not lit, you can light your friend's, light your neighbor's candle. If there's stuff, some in that middle balcony section up there that don't have Not everybody should have one. So yeah. It's okay if you don't. But there's a good bit up in the balcony in that middle section that, um, all right, so here's what I want you to do. If you have a candle in the room, I want you to stand up. I want you to, everybody to look around the room at the candles. There are 406 candles lit in this room. That is how many people gave their life to Christ in 2023 at Cathedral last year. For every candle. Yeah. So your candle represents someone's child that they were believing for, someone that was lost, a prodigal son that came home, a dad that gave his heart to Christ, that now the way he parents for the rest of his life will be different. Like generations will be changed because of the decision that was made that your candle represents. Just begin to look around. And I want you just to soak in. Each one of these candles represents live change that Meg just said. These are over 400 individuals that are not going to spend eternity in hell. Rather, they're going to spend eternity with a God that loves them unconditionally these are lives changed these are people that you've done life with these are people that sit around your dinner table these are people that you have prayed for these are people that you invited to a weekend service that you remember how nervous you felt I hope worship was good I hope <laughs> that the service is good I hope everything works out but if they just do an altar call God would you bless them with the ability to raise their hand to believe in a God that will give them eternity in heaven. This is over 400 lives of people who have said yes because you said yes, because you invited, because you did life. So as you look around this room, don't let it sink in. You're a part of something major. You're a part of something that is bigger than yourself. You're a part of something that when you get up in heaven, God's gonna look at you and say, not only job well done, my good and faithful servant, 
but let me introduce you to somebody who your life was changed. You never even knew you had impact with them. So Cathedral, thank you. And I wonder how many candles we're gonna be holding next year this time. You guys can blow your candles out and hold them. We're just gonna bless you as you go and pray for you. And then as you walk out the door, if you just let the wax dry a little bit before you lay them down, um, they'll take them out the door at the basket. Lord, I pray that you bless your people. Bless them when they go home today and when they look in the mirror, they know it took you to do this, but they look in the mirror and they're proud of themselves. Amen. They're proud of what they're a part of. They're proud of their time and their efforts. Lord, I pray that you do incredible things in this church and in their homes this year. We release your spirit over North Charleston amen. this year. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see y'all next Love week. you guys. Amen. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.